Welcome to Season 3 of The Blunderbuss, Australia's best bus on which to talk about leadership failure. My name is Edward Vaughan. Join me as I travel far and wide on my special bus, The Blunderbuss, and have honest conversations with great leaders about some of their greatest leadership disasters. On The Blunderbuss, we think it's possible to learn more from your moments of failure than your moments of success, if you know the magic secret. And we also know that failure can be fun, especially other people's. Our friends at Baptist World Aid Australia have sponsored this episode because they also believe in leadership development and that learning from our blunders can help achieve audacious missions like theirs to be love and end poverty in the world. And so today, I've driven the blunderbuss all the way to North Ride, and I've invited Melissa Lipset, Chief Operating Officer and Head of Missional Impact at Baptist World Aid Australia. Hi, Melissa. Hey, Ed. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, and thank you very much for jumping on the blunderbuss. I'm pleased to be here. Good, good. Melissa, have you ever made a mistake in leadership? Too many to count. Then you are on the right bus. (laughs) This is the bus you want to be on. Um, But if you had to count and you could come up with one, what's one leadership mistake that you want to share with us today? I'm actually deeply ashamed of it because I think it's a catastrophic failure on my behalf that I recognised too many years too late. I'm absolutely passionate about women leading. Mm. I truly believe that women are gifted by God in the same way that men are gifted by God to lead and have influence in a particular sphere Hmm. and I knew that I had leadership gifts and I believed that I was called to exercise those in the church Mm -hmm. and but the church is still a man's world Ed sure and I think that I was so caught up in making a pathway forward that I didn't realise that I had to intentionally reach out and pull other women through with me I guess I naively thought that if I forged a path, they would step up and follow. But what I actually learned too many years late was that some women in actual fact saw me leading and saw that as an opportunity to actually step back with that thought of, oh, great, she's got this, I don't have to. Um, But what in leadership, what we have to do is is intentionally reach out and bring other people through with us rather than just strive for that ourselves. It's it's more than we have to champion other people, but we have to do more than that. We have to sponsor other people into leadership. We have to make room for other people. And in my case, I had to make room for other women and I had to pull other women through with me. And I deeply regret not knowing that sooner. So is the issue a failure of your failure of of leadership development or is it more specific than that? In, In this case, it's more specific than this because my particular passion area is around women leading, women using their gifts in the church because we know that women's voices aren't heard in the church equally as men's voices and I think that our our churches suffer and our communities suffer and in fact the world suffers when we don't hear women's voices equally and as a woman leader I had a particular responsibility to make sure that other women's voices were heard as well as my own and I wanted that. I truly did want that. But I, I was so focused on on forging that path 
that I didn't realise that how intentional I had to be about bringing them through with me, that I didn't know that they wouldn't naturally step up behind me. So what should you have been doing in order for that to happen? I should have been much more intentional about it. And I think this is the thing about leadership. I think most of us in our leading, we want to lead well uh, so we don't intentionally do the wrong thing, no. but we have to be intentional about the best thing. And so, yes, I was leading as a woman and, yes, I was, you know, championing women, but I wasn't making enough space for them. You know, to, to really bring through other leaders, we have to not just champion them to get to the table. We have to make space for them at the table. And in a lot of cases that in, in our world, in church world at the moment, that means having other people step back from the table. And often that will be men that we need to ask to step back from the table to make space for women to sit at it. And I think that I was less intentional about that than I should have been. And I recognise that, you know, several years ago and, um, and really... Um, you know, made a pact that I would I would not be silent about women's voices not being heard. Um, were you able to be uh, a mentor and a coach to other women as well? Yeah, absolutely. And I've done that over many years. But unless we make space for them, you know, it's all very well to mentor yeah. them and coach them, but you then have to make space for them to operate in their gifts and to practice their yeah. leadership skills. We do it for young men, but we haven't been particularly good at doing it for young women. And even that I don't think is intentional on behalf of male leaders. I just think they... I think they notice the young male leaders more than they notice the young women leaders just because they're blokes and it's natural. Um, but but also those young women leaders aren't there in the same numbers as young male leaders because right. they haven't been brought through and encouraged and mentored in the same way. You know, the numbers just don't stack up in that regard. There no. are far less women to mentor younger women leaders, yes. for instance. And I know in my own case there was there were very few other women that I could look to yes. to mentor and sponsor me. I really had to find that in men and, you know, that's difficult. And so you know, what I hear you saying is it's, it's the coaching and mentoring kind of piece, but it's also some kind of structural change as yep. well. That's so right. actually creating the roles that women can actually do and, and can actually step into. Well, and creating space at the table, which means men having to step back from it. So it's about challenging. There's only so much space at the table. Right. Ed. Okay. So There's only so many seats around the that's table. That's exactly right. So in reality, it's about challenging men in particular because they take up more seats at the table. Big bums. These blokes with big bums. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and look, you know, I, I have experienced great... Um, championing by men. You know, I am who I am today because of the mentoring that right. I received from really great male leaders. Um, so I was fortunate, but we do need to challenge more people at the table to make space, and that means stepping back. Mm, okay. So, Melissa, did this involve for you actually having sort of one-on-one -on -one conversations with blokes and yes. saying I think you need to stand down and I think we need to put this woman in this place. 
It does mean that, yes. And it means speaking into, you know, sometimes tough situations. Often that's the voice that's not welcome at the table to hear, you know, um, we need to make space here for women. We need to be bringing women through. We need to be empowering women. We need to, you know, start looking at the girls rather than just at the at the young, young men. Guys. So when you have had those conversations, what sort of responses do you get? Well, sometimes the response is hostile, to be perfectly frank. Yes. Uh, and I think that's because, you know, I, I know that it's, you know, we fight for leadership and we rightly fight for leadership and we want to hold on to it. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the most important things that we can do as leaders is is make space for others to succession plan to, you know, to replace ourselves. Yes. And, you know, that's, you know, we've, leaders tend to have a reasonable amount of ego and, and, and that's, you know, so, you know, they're tough things. So sometimes speaking into that space and saying, you know, this, this, this room is dominated by men. We need more women in this space can, yeah, hostile reactions sometimes, sometimes fabulous reactions, right. sometimes very hostile. Because that would require quite a lot of humility, wouldn't it? It to, does. To step aside. and It does. And leaders love to talk about humility, but right. I see it exercise less. <laughs> They talk a good game of they humility. Do. We do. <laughs> we do. I count yes. myself in right. that as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in in a way, your the failure that you have talked about is, would you say, a failure of advocacy? Yes. Um, that you wish you had have been a, a more consistent advocate. Yes, I wish I'd spoke up sooner, and I wish I'd spoken up um, more confidently uh, earlier. Uh, I wish I'd been a bit fiercer earlier. Uh-huh. These days I don't let op- any opportunity to speak up for young women in particular, uh-huh. to sponsor young women, yeah. um, to to advocate for their voices to be heard equally. Yeah. I don't miss an opportunity these days. But, I'm, but, you know, there were a lot of earlier days where I... I was silent. Allowed yourself things. to be silent. Yeah. yeah, and I should have spoken up. Yeah, okay. So... Melissa, what have you learnt about failure as a result of this? Oh, <laughs> well, you know, I've learnt that we have to be constantly examining ourselves and our motives. We have to be constantly aware of, um, uh, you know, the energy that we bring to the room, the potential energy that others can bring. Uh, it, it's that I guess it's constant self-reflection, uh, constant evaluation. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, as someone famous has said, uh, you know, we learn nothing uh, from experience. We only learn from the experiences we reflect on. Yeah. I, yeah. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. And so, if I had my time over, I think I would be a very different leader. In many ways, I'd be a fiercer leader. Wow. But not just for myself, for that cohort of brilliant young women who are gifted by God to change the world to be a better place. Yeah. And actually that's why I'm passionate about the role that I have now. Yeah. You know, because Baptist World Aid is on about making the world a better place. Yes. And all of the research tells us that women are the change makers in their communities. Women are the change makers in society. So as we give women a voice, 
we do make the world a better place. I'm absolutely convinced about that. Yeah. And we need to do it not just in, we need to believe that not just for developing countries, but for developed countries yes. where we think we know it all, but we don't, still don't hear women's voices equally in the, in our, in this country either. Yeah. So we need to do it first and foremost for ourselves, but also you know, that's what I'm so passionate about, the work I get to do now. Fantastic. Lisa, thanks for jumping on the blunderbuss today. Hey, thanks for having me.